everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow in every aspect of your life. If the truth be told, everyone wants to live a good, healthy and vibrant life. But I'm here to tell you that a vibrant life is grown on purpose. It just doesn't happen by accident. So, no matter who you are or where you are in life, whether you are a businessman, a church leader or a housewife, this podcast will challenge you and all your organization to grow intentionally towards your God-given purpose. My name is Justin Duro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-hosts, Robin Aldea. I really cannot believe that we have already come to the end of a week-long conversation. Robin, can you believe it? Yeah, it's been amazing. And to think that this is our sixth month of doing this podcast, it's been such an amazing journey. You know, um, at the beginning of 2021, we had no idea what Growth Week was. Yeah. And yet here we find ourselves, you know, six months into this and the impact that it's had in our lives. And we believe in a lot of our listeners' lives. And so it's really good to to be doing this and to, to end off this year, in a sense, yeah. with just this amazing um, topic that we've been covering this week. That's right. So if you are just tuning in this week, we have been having a crucial conversation around pivotal questions. Basically, these are questions that will help you make better decisions and live your life with fewer regrets. And like we said, uh, these questions are coming from Andy Stanley's book entitled Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets. So if you have not yet purchased a copy for yourself, we really want to strongly recommend this book to you or at least get yourself the teachings. Uh, He does a full-on teaching on the content for his church and we really benefit fitted from listening to these teachings as a group. And so we decided to share the content with you, basically asking five pivotal questions that if you consider any one of these questions, you are going to make better decisions. So today we are going to be asking the final question, which Andy calls the relationship question. And basically this question is, what does love require of you? Now, this is a very important question to consider, especially if you are about to make a relational decision. You know, as Jesus followers, we know that love is the real evidence uh, of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus simply said that by this, this is the hallmark of your relationship. This is the proof. If you call yourself a Jesus follower, he says you need to love one another. So this is a very uh pivotal question for us as Christians, but even if you're not a Christian, love, we all talk about love. Love is something that everybody needs in life. And so if you would pause and ask yourself this question, what does love require of me? I promise you, your relationships will become better and the decisions uh, the decisions that you will make in your relationships will lead to fewer regrets. So Robin, what comes to mind when you hear the question, what does love require of you? I think it makes me think of sacrifice. It makes me think of, you know, this whole concept of to to really know love, you must know the one who is love and mm. that is Jesus Christ. You know, for yeah. us who believe that he is the the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith, you know, he is love. The Bible actually says that God is love. And so we need to look to him to know what love is. Yeah. And we know that the biggest thing that God demonstrated for us was by sending his son to die for us 
on the cross so that we could be reconciled to him. And so automatically what I think of is sacrifice. It's a sort of laying yourself down for another person Mm. and not in the sense of, you know, giving up your life necessarily, but almost like just preferring the person above yourself, like making um, the sacrifice, making the compromise when everything inside of you may want to go in one direction, when you know what love requires of you, um, you, you will do the sacrificial thing. You will love them the way Christ loves them. That's great. That's a very important description of love. Love is always going to be sacrificial. Now, we use the word love for almost anything and everything. You know, I love ice cream. I love my wife. I love um, certain movies. We love to use the word love. I love coffee. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, we love coffee here. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, unless we really define what love is, If you equate the love for somebody to the way you love coffee, I'm sure you're going to make decisions that you're going to regret in the future. So we want to just really say, what what exactly is love? And for us as Christians, we know that Jesus redefines love by saying, I want you to love one another as I have loved you. So I know everybody loves this part of the commandment where it says, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself because we love this idea of loving ourselves, Mm. you know. So like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm still loving myself. I'm doing me. I'm just loving myself so that I can love you better. But this time Jesus says, hey, I want to redefine love. It's not even about loving yourself. It's about understanding the way I have loved you. How how does that redefine love for you? I I know you've already touched on that whole sacrificial Mm. aspect that Jesus loved us loved you so much that he was willing to sacrifice his life for us. Now, in view of the fact that Jesus loves you and the way he loves you, how does that redefine the word love for you? Oftentimes when it comes to love, we are so selfish because we want love so that we can get something. That's right. <laughs> so that we can get something. So if you fall in love with someone, you know, like you think it's really about them, but it's not. Yeah. It's about you kind of gratifying your own desires, your own ideas of what that relationship must look like. And so this really just redefines that thing of like, it's not about being selfish. It's about taking the other person and putting them in front of you. And he says that. He says Jesus followers demonstrate their love for God by putting the person who is next to them in front of them. So it's just that idea of every single time, you know, like this question makes us take the focus off of ourselves and put it onto others, which I think is a really healthy thing to do. Otherwise, we just become so caught up in our own ideas that we miss the point of what it really means to love other people because it's just about us. That's great. I I love what you said. So love is being fully conscious about your decision for another, not for yourself, but for another. How does my decision impact the other person? Mm. So when we're talking about making better decisions here, when you pause and say, what does love require of me? You're not even thinking of yourself because, hey, if you were to ask yourself, what do I want? You're just going to be selfish. You're going to do whatever feels right for you in that moment. But if you think for a moment, how will my decision impact the other person? And what is the right thing to do for the other? Then Mm -hmm. your decision-making process changes immediately. I I love what you said. God is love. 
And if we are going to accurately represent love, we have to lean more and more into the scriptures. And and so today we're going to be reading or at least referring to a lot of scriptures. There is what is commonly known as the love chapter in the Bible. And whether you are a follower of Jesus, whether you're born again or not, 1 Corinthians 13 is something that you have heard somewhere, mm-hmm. somehow. Maybe even at a wedding, you know, at the last wedding you were there, somebody would read aspects of what love looks like. And I love this chapter because it gives us practical um, applications or manifestations of the love that we're talking about here. So when, when I think of love in this context, one of the things that I love from first, or one of the statements I love from First Corinthians is that love is long suffering, long <laughs> suffering. We don't think of that when you say, I love somebody like long suffering. Mm. It's like, we just want to avoid any form of suffering and, and avoid any pain in our lives. But if you have been in love with somebody, if you have really loved somebody, you know that love will, uh, will bring pain in your life. It will cause you to suffer some form of pain. So what does love require of me? It requires me to be long suffering, not just for a short period, but to be long suffering. What else comes to mind? Robin? Mm. You know, I think um, one of the things that I was thinking about is I once saw this post on Facebook like years ago where it was this mom um, who was speaking to her young daughter about getting into a relationship and she encouraged the the daughter to place the the guy's name into the scripture, mm-hmm. right? So say the guy's name is John and <laughs> place his name into the scripture and say, John is patient, John is kind. He does not envy, he does not boast, he is not proud, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I thought, what if instead of putting the spotlight onto others, which we so often tend to do, we, we expect others to act (laughs) better, you know, than what, and, and like, because we judge ourselves based on our good intentions and we judge others based on their actions. So like during, um, a situation, like we'll always say, Oh, but that person should have been more kind, should have been more patient, should have been all of these things. And we fail to see where we may have fallen short in a certain area. So I think that a really practical way of seeing like where you're, how you're scoring on maybe the, <laughs> what does love require of me meter is to place your own name. Yeah into the scripture and to say Robin is patient, Robin is kind, Robin does not envy, Robin does not boast, Robin is not proud, Robin always protects, always trusts, (laughs) always hopes, always perseveres. And to see, but how true is that? And again, you can almost go back to the first question with, are you being honest with yourself really? And ask that question, like, can you place your name in the scripture and then say that's an honest reflection of who you are? And even as you're considering a situation that you're walking through right now, a relational situation that maybe you don't know how to walk through that, maybe you don't even know how to act. I remember as we were preparing for you, I was like, but how do you know what love requires of you? You know, like how exactly do you answer that question if you're not sure what love requires of you? And that's, it's it's almost like the cliche answer. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Go read your Bible, go read the scripture. But it's like, imagine if we actually did that and said, hey, I'm walking through this thing right now. This is a relational problem that I have. How about I place myself into the scripture and see how do I measure up? What can I change when I'm doing that? So before you make a relational decision, if you went to 1 Corinthians 13 and asked yourself, am I being patient? 
Because that's what love requires of you. So, so many times you want to make a decision and it's a rush decision. You're not happy with somebody and you're just about to terminate a relationship. Ask yourself, am I being patient? Am I being kind? Is this the, the kindest thing that I can do to, for this person in this particular situation? So, it's important for us to really pause and ask the question, what does love require of me? And many times, Robin, we're talking about better decisions, fewer regrets. And many times what we regret is the fact that, hey, I wasn't kind enough. Mm. Uh, I might have done the right thing or said the right thing, but it didn't come out well because I wasn't kind enough. Or maybe the timing was wrong. I wasn't patient. And most cases, if we overlook the love aspect in relational matters, we are inevitably going to regret whatever decision we make. Uh, I've got a few things that I've just statements that I've written down here just to help uh, build this tension around what does love require of us? You know, love requires you to be the one who initiate uh, resolving a conflict. Mm. You know, many times we find ourselves in conflict with in our relationships and I'm like, uh, I'm just waiting for this person to come to their senses. Love requires you to initiate the resolution of that conflict. Love requires you to be the kind one, the one that will um, treat that person that treats you like dirt. You treat them with kindness. Love mm. requires you to temper your responses mm-hmm. to the people that are around you. Before you just blast somebody, maybe with an email, and nowadays it's on social media, before you just say all that, <laughs> whatever you're thinking of on that platform, love requires you to temper your responses. Like, uh, am I saying this right? And love requires you uh, to choose to do good for the person that may not be doing good mm, to you. Definitely. That is so challenging. And I think another aspect that we spoke about last month when we were talking about relationships specifically is patience. Mm. You know, we are so <laughs> not patient and love is patient. Love requires us to be patient with others. And especially in those moments where you just want to go off at them because of something they've said or something they've done, you have to be patient. But what really gets me in the scripture every time this it's almost like it's always highlighted off the page for me is verse seven where it says love always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres Mm. you know and i think that's because we live in a world that kind of makes the opposite of those things normal yeah like you know i think it's so easy to to feel like you're not being protected like you can't trust people like you can't hope anymore you can't persevere anymore um and especially when it comes to relationships because people will hurt you you've walked through some difficult situations where it feels like hey that person didn't protect me um you know I thought I could trust them and it ended up being that I couldn't trust them I had hoped you know and I would have persevered and then things don't work out that way but what I love about this again is like don't put the focus on others but put it on you if that is what you are longing for you know like from someone or like you you're like hey I just want someone to protect me I just want someone to to trust I want someone that I can place my hope in that that we can persevere through this relationship relational difficulty together you be that person you be that person that protects you be that person that is trustworthy you be that person that brings hope you be that person that perseveres through every circumstance and you'll you'll see that like people will just 
love you. Yeah, <laughs> people will just love you because those qualities are not really found in a lot of people anymore, especially when you look at in the world. Like everyone is so cynical. Everyone is so skeptical, you yeah. know. Um, I don't think most of the people in the world probably won't ever ask this question, what does love require of me? It's like, oh, what does me? What, what do I what, want? What do I want? Yeah. So it's it's almost like such a strange concept, but you become the person, like you become that person that protects others. That you know, someone can say, Hey, I know that this person, we may have our differences, but they will protect me. You know, I can trust them, that kind of thing. And so that's what I really love about this verse is like, it's just full of so much goodness and like the goodness of God that just, because he is that, he is that, and he's given us the ability to be that as well. When I think of that, uh, especially that punchline, love perseveres, I always think of love giving somebody another chance. Mm -hmm. It's like, Love doesn't give up. It's just like, I'll give you another chance. I know you messed up, but I love you so much that I'm going to give you another chance. And so love requires of us to give people another chance. Uh, I love when Jesus taught about love, uh, you know, he used uh, the story of the Good Samaritan because love often requires us to reach out to people who are perhaps different from mm-hmm. us. You walk into a social setting, um, maybe at church, maybe wherever you've, you, you walk into and there are people, love requires you to go and speak to the person that is perhaps different from you. And, and so love, the requirements of love are so deep. Robin, how, how can we respond to such a great uh, demand? You know, like, <laughs> how do we respond to this? It's like, when I think of what love requires of me, I feel overwhelmed. I'm like, how, how do I, how am I able to do this? I think the only <laughs> way is to look to Jesus because he's the exactly. only one who's ever gotten this right. Yeah. You know, he's the only one who got this right every single time. And, you know, like we're not saying that, hey, you, you're going to undertake this and you're going to be perfect. Like you're still going to make mistakes and you're still going to fall short, but you need to look to Jesus. That's good. You know, this this type of love that we're talking about, we call it unconditional love, the agape love. This is unnatural. It's it's not the kind of love that we talk about on a daily basis. This is mm-hmm. not like a love Netflix kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is this is real love. And the only way, like you said, rightfully said, Robin, the only way we can get this right is to draw supernatural strength from Jesus Christ. We have to allow his grace to infuse us and to energize us so that we can really persevere. I love what Dr. Henry Cloud says. Um, You know, he wrote the very well-known book on boundaries. Boundaries, And he says, learn to respond to and receive love, even if you're clumsy at first. Wow. I love that. That's so powerful because we're all, as we start out with this journey, and I think some are... Uh, maybe some feel like, but you know, I've never experienced love in this way yeah. or I've never, um, I myself have never given love in this way. You can learn to respond in love, even if you're clumsy at first, even if you trip, right. even if you, but the thing is, is like, there's so much grace in this, you know, God will place people in your life and it won't often be many people. It'll be like a few people that come alongside you that are like, Hey, <laughs> If you trip and you fall and you <laughs> you face plant into the ground, like we're not going to stand there and yeah. ridicule you and be like, oh, here she goes again. I'm going to get down in the dirt with you. I'm going to help you back up and say, hey, next time, why don't you try this or do this? And you learn to respond in love through those moments. That's good. You know, love is the most powerful force on 
earth. If we want to really transform people's lives, we need to learn to love them. That's why Jesus says, hey, the only thing that I want you to focus on is loving one another the way I have loved you. Because if Mm -hmm. you do this, that our lives here on earth will be more meaningful, will be a whole lot different and uh, definitely better. Uh, you know, when we were just kind of putting our thoughts together before this podcast, you did actually sing the song. Who sang the song? What's love got to do? Tina Turner, I think. I think so. I think yeah. so. What's love got to do? Yay. Got to do with this? <laughs> That's yeah. an important question. And maybe somebody's listening to us and like, um, yeah, we're talking about pivotal questions. What's love got to do with the decisions that I'm mm. about to make? Here's what we want to say to you. Everything. Mm. Love has everything to do with the decisions you make in life. I think from the outset we said every decision you make impacts others. It, mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, there's no decision that just impacts you. It impacts others. And so when you pause and say, what does love require of me? You become more responsible. Your relationships become better. Your decisions become better. You know, like even as a husband, if I want to make a decision, maybe today uh, I want to hang out with the boys and my wife is like, you know, overworked and wanting or needing help with the kids And I'm like, yeah, this is boys night out and I'm about to do my thing. If I were to pause and just say, what does love require of me? I promise you, I would stay at home and help my my wife because my my decision is not just now selfish or what is right. It's what's best. What's the wisest thing to do? And love often helps you make that decision. Justin, you asked the question, what's love got to do with this? Paul gives us the answer in the first couple of verses. He speaks about all these things. He says, if I have this... And I have this and I have this. And it's like almost like he speaks about things that maybe a lot of people can't relate to. But for me, I'm like, hey, you can actually insert anything in there. If I have the biggest business, if I have the mansion, if I have the yacht, if I have the whatever it is, if I have all these things, but do not have love, I have absolutely nothing Nothing, nothing, nothing. So it's almost like he says, you can be the the best, you can be the brightest, you can be the, the strongest, you can be the, um, the smartest person in the room. But if you don't have love, you have nothing. Wow. And so how can you even ask that question? What's love got to do with this? It's got everything, everything. to do with it. And, you know, it makes me think about our previous um, season of this podcast where we spoke about relationships because we said like your greatest pleasures in life involve other people like the things that you most enjoy walking through chances are that it has someone else there someone that you love in those memories and so and this is why people gain the world celebrities they gain everything they gain all the the money all the riches all the fame and they are left feeling unfulfilled they're left feeling alone because they think that hey that's what matters stuff yeah and at the end of the day if I gain everything but don't have love, I have nothing. Wow. That's that's a very powerful thought. So before you make that decision, we want to encourage you to pause and ask yourself the question, what does love require of me? Well, Robin, we are fast running out of time. It's been a powerful week. Uh, I really just going through the content again. Uh, I've been challenged. I've been stretched. And I know that my decisions are going to be a whole lot better because of these questions. Uh, any final thoughts that you want to just leave our podcast listeners with? Definitely. I think, you know, we're coming to the end of the year right now. 
And like I said at the the beginning of the week, you know, many people right now are facing a lot of change. You know, as you go into the new year, you're considering making a lot of different changes, making some resolutions and all that kind of stuff. And we want to encourage you all to consider these questions as you um, look to do new things, as you look to make some major decisions, major moves, consider these questions. And so I'm just going to run through them again really, really quickly. The first one was, am I being honest with my myself really you'll never get to where you want to be until you're honest with yourself about where you currently are Mm. number two was what story do i want to tell every decision you make is a part of your story so you need to make it a story that you'll be proud to tell number three was is there attention that deserves my attention sometimes things look good on paper but you know internally that there's just something that's telling you to pause and take a second to just Mm-hmm. you know, figure it out. Number four was what is the wise thing for you to do? A decision can be not wrong and not wise at the same time. So in light of your past experiences, your current circumstances and your future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for you to do? Mm-hmm. And then finally today, we spoke about this question. What does love require of me and we believe that as you consider these questions you will start making better decisions and have fewer regrets so as always we encourage you to subscribe follow this podcast make sure you share it with a friend or family member and yeah help others to make better decisions and have fewer regrets this festive season we will see you guys again in 2022 Until then, let's keep growing. Growing.